Welcome to another episode of the Heat Strokes Podcast. <laughs> oh, I should have yelled too. Hosted by Brady Cannon. Presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Get ready to experience golf as you've never seen and heard it before. The price is wrong. Through the lens of Brady's experienced eye as he braves the toughest courses in the West under the scorching Las Vegas heat. Your course reviews, expert PGA analysis, and top weekly golf betting strategies are teed up and ready to fire. Here's your starter, Brady Cannon. It is DeadHeatGolf.com, home to the Heat Strokes podcast, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number 19. I am Brady Cannon, and I am joined today by my friend, our special guest host, JT The Brick of Mad Dog Sports Radio and the Las Vegas Raiders. He is a repeat contributor here to the podcast as he joined us in week two when we reviewed the Las Vegas Country Club. You can also follow him on Twitter at JT The Brick. JT, great to have you along. Thanks so much for coming back on the program. And of course, we will dive into round one of the FedEx Cup playoffs at TPC Southwind, the FedEx St. Jude Championship. But before we do that, we are going to review an old favorite of both yours and mine, a local favorite, Painted Desert Golf Club. And it is a classic course, I like to think, for playing in the summer heat. I know you and I have done that on a few occasions over the years, my friend. Yeah, Brady, great to be on with you. And I really enjoyed this golf course. It's close to both our homes. We're able to get there quickly, get out, uh, play a quick 18 and play a little bit more, especially in the summertime where we like to play in the heat. I've played four rounds in the past month, over 110 degrees. So I don't mind a little heat, but uh, you know we'll get into it. But the painted desert, I love the views. I just feel like you're thrown back, basically in a time period where you could look up at any point and see the mountains, and have an unbelievable view of you and play a very fair golf course that is challenging. But if you can keep the ball in play in the fairways, you really have a good chance at attacking greens, and that's what I love about this course. Well, four times in the last month at triple-digit temperatures, now you know why we brought him back onto the Heat Strokes <laughs> podcast. Definitely a candidate for sure. Painted Desert was built way back in 1982. It is a Jay Morris design, a par 72 that stretches to a little over 6,700 yards. And, you know, I think the name is a little bit of a misnomer. It's not what I would think as a full-blown, you know, target desert golf course. Uh, the fairways are on the narrower side. You do have a few carries over raw desert, especially off the mm-hmm. tee. Uh, and the fairways are bordered by raw desert. But other than that, it, it's very traditional. You've got tree-lined fairways, excellent water hazards, dog legs in both directions, risk-reward par fours, some very good ones, one on each side of this golf course. And maybe what I've always been most impressed about, JT, is the course is always in pretty darn good shape. Year-round, whenever you go out there, it's always going to be in solid condition. The greens are Poana, the fairways are Bermuda grass. I just find it a very entertaining golf course. Like you said, it's challenging, but it's not gonna beat you up too bad. You can just go out there and really have fun. I think there's a lot of fun holes to play. And I'm curious, 
if you have one favorite hole or maybe a few favorite holes at Painted Desert, JT? Yeah, I look back. I love six. I love one. You know, one to me is an interesting hole because you can score on the first hole. And overall, in general, six and 14 was two of the holes that I looked on before I came on that I think are unique holes and different ways to attack the flag. About my game and where my game's at now. So you could be a 14, 15, you could be a six, a three, whatever you are. What I like about this course is that a lot of times you can bring the ball up through the fairway, not in a traditional links way, but there have been times that I've played there where I left it short, you know, 10, 15 yards, and the course is always in good shape, the fairways. But with the desert and the carries, it can really nestle up to the green a lot. So for a guy like me, at times, my second shot, if I'm a little bit short, it seems like I can get a good bounce. I can roll it up there and get another 15, 20 yards. So if you're a little bit short off the tee or if you're a little bit short attacking the uh, the greens, I think it's always been pretty forgiving when I've played there. Whenever I tee off at Painted Desert, I'm looking for a good score because I'm starting to know the course a little bit better. And there's a couple of holes where I think if my ball comes up a little bit short, I might get a little lucky or another bounce that'll get me on the putting surface, that helps. Yeah, number six, uh, a par five, certainly a good one where you can really unleash the driver. And I'll yeah. tell you, my favorite hole, I have a three-hole stretch that starts with the very next hole, number seven, which you probably remember, a short par four that only measures about 326 yards from the tips. And the green is right in front of you, very straightforward but there's a big water hazard on the left-hand side of the green, and it actually comes back up into the fairway a little bit, about 50 to 75 yards in the approach to the green area. Uh, so the smart play is to hit an iron off the tee here, but the fun play, if you're feeling lucky, is to try and bomb a driver and knock it on the green. Then you roll up to number eight, which is a fantastic par three. That pond from number seven also is a part of number eight. So the tee shot is all over water. It's anywhere from about 165 to 195 yards. The green is very undulated, so they have a lot of options with where they can put this pin on a few different tiers. And then that pond also extends over to the left side of the green. You've got a bunker on the right side of the green. So a well-struck iron shot here on number eight is a must-have. And then you roll up to number nine, which is just a really good golf hole. I think maybe the best pure golf hole on the course, and it's the number one handicap. Slightly uphill, a little bit of a dog leg left. The green is kind of tucked back into the left and elevated slightly. The trees guard the right-hand side of the fairway. And then down the left-hand side of the fairway, you've got a little bit of like a gully uh, with a lot of sand bunkers in it. So you need a really good tee shot and then a slightly uphill approach shot to a green that is surrounded by some pretty thick rough. So it, it's a very good test. Again, the number one handicap hole. But JT, I really love that stretch of holes, the short par four, the par three, and then a tough par four to finish up the front nine. Yeah, and you mentioned the water hazards. When you pull into the lot, you don't see it off the road the way you see a lot of courses when you drive in and you see the water and you're like, oh my God, what am I getting into today? And the trees, as you talk about, I'm happy you gave the age of the golf course or when they opened it up because many of the trees are mature. We've talked about Las Vegas Country Club and National and some of the courses that have mature trees here. Everybody thinks in Vegas when they play, oh, it's either going to be, you know, a palm tree, it's going to be some desert landscaping. No, this is a golf course where I really like to look around. And we played there many times. I played with my son there once, is that you can really enjoy the golf course because 
you got to shoot the target golf. What, what I think you mean by this, which you're accurate, is it's not traditional target golf like we would see back in the day at Badlands or TPC Canyons where you and I have played together. But you got to cover some desert here. And if you're an average golfer, depending on what your handicap is, there are some holes where you got to carry the desert and you got to be very careful with your driver. And you're in a pretty you're a pretty aggressive player. You can hit it long off the tee, but I've also seen you dial it down here and play with an iron off the tee because you're thinking ahead of the trouble off the tee. And as you're showing here for our viewers, there's a little bit of trouble on that hole where you can see that takes a lot to maintain that much water out here in Las Vegas. Yeah, that is one of the risk-reward par fours. Yeah. Uh, just a great hole. I think it's 13 or 14. You mentioned 14, but uh, that one is definitely fun. And you can see that big tree right in the middle of the fairway uh, that causes some problems, certainly, if you want to try and drive that green. Um, I wonder if you have a favorite story here or a favorite moment from one of your experiences at Painted Desert, JT. Yeah, I, I, my story is at Painted Desert. I probably played Painted Desert 15 times. I love the staff. I love the fact that you can relax after your round. I, I love the fact that, you know, coming down the stretch as you go through the golf course, you mentioned it. I said six. It was great that you backed that up with seven, eight, nine. Coming in on 17 and 18 is, is no joke. So, you know, in golf, you got to really be locked in at the end of your round. And as we talk about playing in this type of heat there, you got to finish this round. It is a forgiving golf course, I think, for most of the golf course. There aren't too many spots where I'm sitting there and my knees are buckling. But when you come off 16 green and you're playing 17 and 18, don't look down at your scorecard. Your round isn't over. You got to finish those last two holes and they're challenging. And I've had good and bad uh, rounds there where I, I finish with a good score because I played those last two holes uh, to par or a par bogey and I felt pretty good about it. But also I've struggled on those last two holes too where I thought I had a pretty good round going and it didn't turn out that way. Yeah, 18 is a very interesting hole, a very much oh. so elevated green. You got to really hit a good approach shot in there, and the tee shot's not easy either. You're exactly right. Uh, you got to finish strong here and have the stamina to close out your round. My, my favorite story, not necessarily a story, but kind of a go-to moment that you and I have kind of alluded to here. Uh, I, I love to play Painted Desert late in the afternoon in the summertime, and I typically do it once or twice every summer. I know I've done it before with you. Grab a couple Gatorades, a couple beers. And last summer, I actually did it with a couple of mutual friends, Doug Kazarian and Matt mm -hmm. Humans. And, and I don't even think we played all 18. We kind of jumped around, skipped around, played about 14 or 15 holes. And then as you said, you and I don't live too far away, drove back home, jumped in my pool, watched a baseball game and had a nice dinner. And, and I think that's what Painted Desert is for me. I love going out there in the afternoon. There's not many people on the course. You come back home, you jump in the pool, you have a nice summer evening. That, that's what I have always loved for many years about this golf course. Yeah, the point we make on this when I get a chance to come on, and again, I'm thrilled to be here. You know all the golf courses in town really well from the architects to the general managers, the pros and all of that. This is one of the courses kind of on my side of town, your side of town. And when I'm starting to put it together, a lot of times when I, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to play, especially now my son's, my sons this summer had such an epiphany moment, both of them. They built their golf bags. My son works at a golf shop here in town and he's adding clubs to his bag. He's so excited. And as you said, he's able to go out after work. He works nine to three, nine to 3.30, and he doesn't come home. 
and he's gone out to paint a desert and some other courses in town to get those last summer holes in. And no matter where you're viewing or listening to this podcast, one thing about Vegas in the summertime, you got to put the heat behind you. You stay hydrated, you fill up that cooler, you tip your bar carts, and everybody's out there, but you got to be ready to play. And there's a lot of people that don't want to experience the heat. They just put their clubs down in the summer. They don't think about going out at 4.30, 5 o'clock. I went to another course yesterday. I teed off at 4.30. I played nine holes in an hour and 18 minutes. I thought I was just going to play nine. I made the turn. I said, where am I going? There's no one in front of me and behind me. I'm going to play <laughs> another nine. If you do that at Painted Desert, as Brady says, and you do that late in the summertime, July and August, I can promise you, you're not going to be held up. You're not going to have anybody pushing you behind. You're not going to be waiting at a tee box, and that's very important. On heat strokes, you don't want to wait in the summertime. You, you can wait any no, time of the no. year in Vegas, but in Vegas in the summertime, pace of play is imperative. You got to keep moving. Find the shade, and yeah, uh, yeah when you sit there, you can uh, become a raisin and just bake to death. Um, Painted Desert is primarily a locals course, but they do do mm -hmm. a lot of resort play for the visitors to town that are looking for an affordable golf course. And there's so many expensive golf courses in Las Vegas. Painted Desert really does provide a lot of bang for your buck. In the peak season, they charge about $80 to $120 and even less than that in the summertime. You can check them out for more information at PaintedDesertGC.com or on our website, DeadHeatGolf.com is one of our featured golf courses. You can also give them a call at 702-645-2569 and tell them the fellows from the Heat Strokes podcast sent you. We will take a quick break and be back with our picks for the FedEx St. Jude Championship round one of the PGA Tours postseason. But before we do that, a quick word from our terrific sponsors, Play Studios, Bascent Realty, Las Vegas Advisor, and FootballContest.com. And boy, is football contest season in the air. The NFL is less than a month away. Use the promo code HEAT at checkout at FootballContest.com to save $50. You've only got a few weeks left to sign up for a football contest here in town. Make them their proxy. And again, use the promo code HEAT at checkout to save 50 bucks. We'll be back with more of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas in just a moment. When the Heat Strokes crew isn't burning up the hottest golf courses in the country, playing a game we'd all spend a lifetime trying to master, they're doing something just as smoking, but a whole lot easier. They're playing My Vegas Slots. It's a top-ranked, free-to-play mobile app that lets you earn valuable real-world rewards from some amazing partners like MGM Grand, Bellagio, and Norwegian Cruise Line. You can score rooms, great meals, show tickets, and more just for playing. Download My Vegas Slots today from your favorite app store. And if you're anything like Brady and Matt, we know you're going to love it. And that's something you can bet on. Have you ever wanted to play in one of the biggest football contests in Las Vegas and win a million dollars or more? At footballcontest.com, find out how to sign up and make your picks through Nevada's most experienced proxy service. You do the handicapping, we do the legwork. And our service is a convenience for both locals and non-residents alike. Over the past decade, 
thousands have trusted footballcontest.com as their proxy service and have collected winnings of over $10 million. Whether you're a fan of five picks against the spread or survivor pools, footballcontest.com has all the information you need to get started. You pick the winners, we submit your picks. It's that easy at footballcontest.com. Attention all real estate buyers, sellers, and investors. Are you looking for a trustworthy and experienced team to help you navigate the Las Vegas, Southern Nevada market? Look no further than Bessent Realty Group, specializing in residential, commercial, and investment properties. With over nine years of experience in the industry, we have the knowledge and skills to help you find the perfect property or investment opportunity. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're committed to providing exceptional service and delivering results. Contact us today to take the first step towards achieving your real estate goals in Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. Call now, 702-339-8052 or go to BesantRealty.com. Want to gamble like the pros? At LasVegasAdvisor.com, you'll find the world's best how-to books, software, and strategy cards featuring blackjack, poker, video poker, tournament play, and of course, sports betting, including 2020 sports betting, Think Like a Pro, which contains an 85-page section on betting golf. And don't forget to check out LVA's famous member rewards coupon book, offering discounts on dining and entertainment, including a buy one, get one for the awesome lobster buffet at the Palms and more than $400 in gambling free play, match play, and bonus offers. Up your gambling game today at LasVegasAdvisor.com. That's LasVegasAdvisor.com. Mandalay Bay comes alive as the fan district, the go-to destination for all of fan kind. Gather here, stay here, eat here, and celebrate here. Fans get exclusive food and drink specials and one-of-a-kind experiences loaded with giveaways, photo ops, surprise appearances, and more. And the best part? It's all within walking distance of the stadium. Get the party started or keep the party going at the Fan District. Welcome back into the Heat Strokes podcast presented by our friends at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino here in Las Vegas. And that stadium we're talking about, you're very familiar with that, JT, as a, an employee of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick joining me here on the Heat Strokes podcast this week. And the time has come for the postseason. Get to our picks for the FedEx St. Jude Championship. The top 70 players in the FedEx Cup standings will be here this week as we kick off the PGA Tours postseason. We will whittle it down to the top 50 players for round two when they play at Olympia Fields, the BMW Championship, and then the final top 30 players in the FedEx Cup points list. We'll play at East Lake the final week of the uh, for the FedEx Cup championship itself, the Tour Championship. But let's get down to the FedEx St. Jude. Uh, there is no cut in this event. So all 70 players will play all four rounds and then they reshuffle the deck, see where the points fall, and the top 50, again, will advance to round two next week. JT, let's dive in. How did you handicap this field and this golf course this week? I know you're excited well, about this one. Yeah, I am. I love the format. You know, as a sports talk host, like we both are, when it initially came around with this type of format back in the day, I didn't love it. You know, I'm a major guy in the build up to the majors, but they needed to do this. The world has gotten to the playoffs. The NBA is having an in-game tournament now before Christmas. And then what happens at the end of the year with the expanded playoffs, playoffs and golf needed to happen because after the majors, you need to engage the fans. And with the payout, as you know, Brady, for the FedEx, uh, there are players on tour that, of course, want to win majors. 
and big events, but they want to be in the hunt for this check. And I love the favorites peaking at the right time here because your season could be shot. You could have had a bad year. You didn't win a major. You didn't have a top five in the major, whoever you are. And you get a chance to come in here and make a statement. And I like a lot of the favorites coming into this. I'm a Scotty Scheffler guy, especially on this course. I think Rory uh, brings a lot to the table. And Rom, uh, Rom is another player here that I think is going to be hard to beat here. But I'm on Scheffler. I mean, it's a short, it's short odds here. You know that I've been a Shopley guy forever. I'm, I'm always saying to myself, when is Shopley going to have that dominant season? Well, he hasn't had a dominant season per se when it comes to majors, but he could really lock this up. I love the odds of Shopley here coming in on the screen at 20 to 1. Speed is always a weapon to come in here. And Buttonham at 125 to 1 is just someone I think his game shapes, the way he shapes his ball could work out really well here. But, you know, I know that I typically don't like the shortest odds coming into an event like this. I just think that Scheffler, the way he's played the last two to three years, the way his season has been up and down this year, I think he's going to have him dialed in, and I especially like him dialed in this weekend. Well, you know, I tend to agree with you. You've got basically the top 70 players in the world here, obviously mm -hmm. the top 70 players in the FedEx Cup points list. And, if, and it's an elevated field, obviously. If you look at all the tournaments this year, which is about 14 of them, the Players' Championship, the Majors, the elevated events, all the events where we had these elevated fields, the best fields in golf this year, they were won by an elite player. Scheffler a couple times, John Rahm three times, Wyndham Clark a couple times, Victor Hovland, Brooks Kepka at the PGA Championship. The average ranking in the official world golf rankings for the winners of those 14 tournaments was nine and a half. So a top 10 player in the world on average is winning these events. So I tend to agree with you that we're going to get another cream of the crop winner this week. If you look at this golf course, narrow fairways, some nasty Bermuda rough outside Ooh. of the fairways, smaller greens, they're firm and fast Bermuda grass greens. Scrambling will be big because these guys are gonna miss some greens and they're gonna have to get up and down. It's a par 70, you've got 12 par fours, most of which fall in between 450 and 500 yards in length. It's a very good, I, I mean, a lot of players really praise this golf course for what a fair, excellent test of golf it is. Also, most of your approach shots are going to fall in the window of 125 to 200 yards this week. And then correlated courses I use, similar layouts where we've seen some crossover success, the concession where they played the WGC Workday mm -hmm. in 2021, Port Royal where they play the Bermuda Championship, Sea Island where they play the RSM, Detroit Golf Club where they just played the Rocket Mortgage, and then also Pebble Beach, yep. those very small greens and some of that rough. I think you're going to find some similarities there. Uh, let's get to our guest picks. And for that, we bring in my friend Las Vegas Chris, a professional better here in Las Vegas. He is one of the absolute best in the business. You can follow him on Twitter at Las Vegas Chris, that's C-R-I-S. And he is more renowned in NFL football circles, but he's actually having a really good year betting golf. You can find more of his work on YouTube and then also online at wt.buzz slash LVC. That is Las Vegas Chris. For an outright winner this week, he has six selections. Xander Shoffley, he's right there with you, JT, at 18 mm -hmm. to 1. Tyrrell Hatton at 28 to 1, Wyndham Clark at 35 to 1, John Rahm at plus 950, 
Tom Kim, a couple of longer shots here. Tom Kim at 42 to 1 and Max Homa at 40 to 1. And then for a top 20 finish, he went back to Wyndham Clark at plus 105. And he is on Ricky Fowler at minus 110, or excuse me, minus 110. Mm -hmm. And then finally, full tournament head to head matchups. He's got Tony Finau as an underdog, plus 105 to Jordan Spieth. I've seen that number change where Finau has become a pretty heavy favorite. Uh, John Rahm at plus mm -hmm. 125 to Scotty Scheffler. And then Wyndham Clark as a decent sized favorite, minus 127 over Jason Day. Anything jump out at you there with uh, Chris's picks, JT? Yeah, you know, the, the one that jumps out at me, I'm on Scheffler's train, but I love Rom coming in. And I, I would disagree with that. I like Scheffler there, but, you know, getting plus money, Brady on Rom makes a lot of sense. And the fan in me, the fan in me wants to see Tony Finau play great. I, when you mentioned the course and the iron play and the tight fairways, if he can just hit that driver in play and get the rollout that you can get at this course and really attack. I love the way he flag hunts there. You know, Jordan Speed, Jordan Speed's a scrambler at times. He can get up and down from the bunkers. His short game's amazing. I just don't know what's going to happen to his putter, Brady. I'll throw it back at you. And you know, I think Speed has proven to be more of a clutch player over the years and more of a money player than Tony Finau. I just like Tony Finau here in a really good spot here. And uh, you know, for a play, I look at some of the plays here as I'm looking over for this event here. I mentioned Morikawa over uh, Max Homa, and I have that as one of the plays here. And, and that's very important to me because what happened to Max Homa as the, as the swing started in California, where he was dominant, I was disappointed with the showing at the U.S. Open on what I thought would be his home course, obviously, and a lot of people projected him to win. Does he finish on a strong note? Because if you're, as you remember at the Genesis, and early on at the West Coast Swing, everybody was talking about Max Homa for the U.S. Open, playing in Los Angeles there in Beverly Hills, and the fact that he would be right near the top of the FedEx standings and have an opportunity to win it here. I think there's tremendous pressure on him, Brady. I don't like the way he's been handling the pressure. I don't like the way he's playing. And I'll go with Morikawa, minus 130 over Max Homa. Yeah, no, I hear you loud and clear. I think, you know, as soon as he won the uh, the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines yeah. and then fared very well at the Genesis, everybody was all over him for the U.S. Open. And when you create so much expectation like that, it can create a lot of pressure on a player. And it seems to, you know, Max Homa has not fared real well in the major championships. And, and you wonder if he'll break out here in the FedEx Cup Series or if that pressure will continue to mount. But yeah, it got off to such a great start this season and has certainly cooled off since then. We went over your four outright plays. You showed your head-to-head uh, -head matchup there, Morikawa over Max Homa. I know you've got some top 10 and top 20 finishes as well that you like this week. Yeah, I'm looking at what I, what I have here. And when it comes to the top 20 and what I think could happen overall, there, there's just a couple of golfers that I think here overall are in a pretty good spot because I think the pressure, they're going to rise to it. And I think we're going to see some aggressive play. So, you know, overall here, when I look at some of the top 20s, I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen with uh, Jason Day. I've really liked the Jason Day story for quite some time here over the last couple of weeks. I won't say I've predicted it, but I like the way he's playing here. A top 10 for Rom. I, again, the winner for Spieth. And, and when I look at what I see here overall with Shep, Rahm, and Fleetwood, 
I'd like to get into it with you because you've been preaching to Fleetwood. You've been preaching Fleetwood to me for quite some time. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that he hasn't won. When you look at all these 63s and the putts for 64 to get to 63, he gets to 62. Shinnecock, some of the best golf courses in the world at the Open Championship. Brady, what's up? I mean, this this could be a moment for him. He's played well all year. You know the course is better than me and how it lines up for his game, but he's got to have some type of confidence coming in after Royal Liverpool. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has been red hot. One of the absolute best guys on tour. He's always got a yeah. smile on his face. He's hard not to root for. It was, you know, devastating when he lost in that playoff at the Canadian Open, but it was also at the same time so exhilarating. Nick Taylor hitting that 70-yard eagle or 70-foot eagle putt or whatever. But Fleetwood has had a red-hot summer, you know, a top-10 finish at the Open. I think he had top-10 at the Scottish Open as well. Mm -hmm. Loses in that playoff at the Canadian Open. I mean, the guy's absolutely knocking on the door, and I love your play there for a top-10 finish at a sweet price at plus 230. I mean, yeah. why isn't the guy going to play well once again? So I, I am definitely uh, on board with Tommy Fleetwood, and I yeah, have and a, well, I do on, have the, a Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, the, the the issue is there's one round where he doesn't blow up, but there's one round that gets away from him. He can go yeah. 65, 67, then there's 73, and you say to yourself, whoa, would I like to shoot 73? Yeah, but when you're Fleetwood and you, got the, you have the tournament looking like it's coming to you, there's a Saturday round where he just is not locked in, doesn't put up an aggressive number, and then Brady feels like he's chasing on Sunday. and. History shows he's pretty good at chasing on Sunday, but he's pretty he's not very good at closing on Sunday. He chases and gets on that back nine, and then all of a sudden you're like Jim Nance or whoever's. Here comes Fleetwood with five holes to play, and you wish he had ten holes to play because he probably win. No, you're exactly right. He got off to a great start at the Open Championship at Royal yeah. Liverpool and then could not make a putt the entire weekend and was still in the hunt, but could not make a putt. And, of course, Brian Harmon just tore that golf course apart and became the champion golfer of the year. All right, I will get to my plays, and I played these all for an outright win and a top 20 finish. And I started with Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland at 22 to one. He won the Memorial at Jack's Place a couple months ago. Top 20 at the US Open, top 15 at the British Open. Last 36 rounds, he's sixth in this field for strokes gained tee to green and sixth for strokes gained ball striking. He was second at the concession when we look at some of the correlated courses. He won the U.S. Amateur at Pebble and was also the low amateur at Pebble in the 2019 U.S. Open. Uh, Ricky Fowler at 30-1 to 1, just won the Rocket Mortgage at another one of our correlated mm -hmm. courses, Detroit Golf Club. Eight top 10 finishes this season for yeah. Ricky. Last 36 rounds, he's 10th in strokes gained approach and fourth in this field for strokes gained tee to green. Also one of the best scramblers and putters in this field. And he also, JT, I know you're a big Ryder Cup fan. Ricky Fowler mm. needs to put on a solid performance this week to secure, to lock up that last Zach Johnson pick on that Ryder Cup team. Um, I also went with Wyndham Clark at 40 to 1. Of course, the U.S. Open winner. He wins mm. the Wells Fargo Championship. He's got that rare combination that makes him so tough to beat where he's long off the tee. And he also has an excellent short game. Eighth in this field for strokes gained on the par fours that measure 450 to 500 yards. And then a couple of longer shots, Hideki Matsuyama at 45 to one. He was second here in 2021, 
seventh in this field for strokes gained approach, third in hole proximity from 175 to 200, and ninth in strokes gained ball striking. And speaking of ball striking, my last pick, 65 to one on Corey Connors. This guy's a ball striking machine. We saw him flirt with victory at the PGA Championship, but he has a real tough time with a short game. He can't putt and scramble to save his life. I'm hoping he can put it together for four rounds here. And then finally, I mentioned I had a pick on uh, Tommy Fleetwood. We go to my full tournament head-to-head matchups. I've got Tommy Fleetwood at plus 110 over Tyrrell Hatton, a battle of the Englishmen there. Emiliano mm-hmm. Grillo at minus 130 over Lucas Glover, maybe a little bit of a fade of Glover off of that mm-hmm. emotional victory Sounds last like week. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, for sure. And then Corey Connors, I went back to the Canadian at minus 120 over Keegan Bradley. So what, what do you think between the three of us, you, me, and Chris, you think we got a few winners? Yeah, I do. I liked what you said about Fowler and Clark, considering their pairing at the U.S. Open. And I like the odds for those two players there. I think that's really sharp. You know, it'd be an unbelievable moment for Ricky Fowler. You said it perfectly with the Ryder Cup looming. And you know Zach Johnson wants to pick him. You know he wants it. All he needs he is for him to he- perform. And I think that Ricky just don't get in trouble with his driver. I, I think he could have trouble if he's erratic with his driver with this particular rough. No doubt he can scramble and putt around the greens, but long iron if he gets in trouble off the tee. And you know, Matsuyama's a really sharp play too because another – a great golfer, top golfer around the world that's looking for that moment. This is what's great about this conversation is a lot of people, just hardcore golf fans, understand the amount of money that's at stake, understand the importance of this title, and understand that you can clean up your entire season financially, legacy-wise, by winning this. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think 20 years from now, Brady, when our sons are in their 40s and they think of the FedEx Cup, They'll probably have a different sponsor. It might be something different back then, depending on what happens with mergers and everything else. But the FedEx Cup is one of the most aggressive payouts in all of sports. And you see this kind of in European soccer. You see it in the World Series of Poker, right? You can be the greatest poker player, and then you come to the World Series of Poker. What do you got? When you come to the FedEx Cup, you can have an experience. You can put together a couple of weekends and a couple of great rounds and position yourself to have the greatest payday of your life. I think a lot of golfers play golf for the love of the game, but many of them play for the money. I mean, what have we been talking about all year as we get to this episode? Live, the payout, playing three rounds, DeChambeau a 58 compared to playing in a real tournament where it's four rounds and you gotta be there on Sunday and you gotta be there with fatigue, playing a tough golf course with this much money and eyeballs on the line. So I love the leaderboard. On this event, I hope someone comes out of nowhere and makes it very interesting. And it's always good to see on the back end, as you said, no cut at this, who's going to try to play themselves into next week. I think it's a tremendous format. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, you know, kind of to your point, it's very possible that you can kind of just, you know, teeter around, you know, maintaining your head above water, get into that top 70, and then make your entire season by collecting that check by winning the FedEx Cup. All right, let's get to our pizza money play of the week mm-hmm. brought to you by Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria and Bar, yes. not too far from your house in the Summerlin mm-hmm. area, JT, both uh, a favorite of yours and mine. And I'm going with the 72-hole winning score here, under 264 and a half. Now that means your winner will have to get to 16 under par or better. 
And my reasoning here is there are thunder showers in the forecast for pretty much the entire tournament, in fact, on Wednesday too. So there's a good chance that this golf course could get soft with all the moisture. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, these guys are gonna be able to throw some darts into these greens. And with the, the field of this quality and a softer golf course, I'm betting that these guys will have a chance to go low. I think 16 under par or better wins this, wins this golf tournament. So under 264 and a half are Dom DeMarco's pizza money play of the week. I like that too, you know, weather and golf and, you know, going out early, going out late, attacking pins and flags. So whenever you have me on again, I appreciate this. The way I play golf as an amateur, fun weekend warrior, the way I watch golf is I love flag hunting. I love guys like Ricky who will attack the flags. And there are other golfers who are smarter. Nicholas was the greatest of all time of putting it in the middle of the green on Thursday, Friday, make birdies, make pars, and then just bury the field on Sunday. If the weather uh, happens the way you say it is, there's going to be possibly a round or a round and a half where someone with great iron play who keeps it in play can really attack those flags. And Jordan Spieth, 35 to 1. Ricky Fowler, as you mentioned, at 30 to 1. Those guys are really good iron players from mid-irons in, and they're going to have an opportunity to attack, and it'll be fun to see those guys play at attack. Very good. That is going to do it for this episode of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. If you want to find and follow all the information, you can get that wherever you get your podcasts or also on our website at deadheatgolf.com. That'll be up shortly. And then a little later this evening, we'll have the video version on my YouTube channel at Heat Strokes Podcast. I want to thank our crew, Tom Catlin on video, Jeremiah Crow from Green Roll Media on the audio, and Trifco on the creative design. Of course, thank you to our special guest host today, JT The Brick from Mad Dog Sports Radio and the Las Vegas Raiders. Thank you, my friend. You can follow him on Twitter at JT The Brick. I also want to thank our special guest contributor, uh, Las Vegas Chris. Follow him on Twitter, at Las Vegas Chris. A wealth of information for all kinds of sports, not only golf, but one of the best NFL football bettors you will ever come across. To everybody watching and listening out there, I encourage you to check out Painted Desert. It is a great bang for your buck, a very entertaining golf course. We will be back with another golf course review next week and our picks for the BMW Championship. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Let's cash some tickets. And JT, please remind everyone to stay hot. You've been dialed into the Heat Strokes Podcast with Brady Cannon, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, and produced in conjunction with Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network. Subscribing to the show on YouTube is easy. Just search Heat Strokes Podcast. Follow us on social media at Las Vegas Golfer and at Heat Strokes Pod. If you like what you heard, please follow, like, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify today. Good luck out there sinking birdies at Cash and Tickets. Cash and, cash tickets. and tickets. We'll see you next week.